You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast, episode number 50, Luxury versus Premium Weddings. Have you ever thought to yourself, my business would be so much easier if I just had to do 10 luxury weddings a year? Well, if you have, this episode is for you. Today, we are getting real, real about the difference between the premium market, the luxury market, and yes, even the ultra luxury market. We're breaking down what they mean, what you need to do to get there, or even if you should want to get there. So let's go, rock stars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz. This is Mindy Marzek, and I'm here as always with Renee Dallow. Hi, Renee. Hello. Uh, Today we have a really interesting topic, but before we get into it, we just want to mention a couple little things. First of all, this is our 50th episode. Hooray! That seems like a big deal. 50. 55 zero. It's halfway to 100. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's pretty cool. We just wanted to say 50 episodes. Thank you so much to you guys for joining in with all of us. It doesn't feel like we've done that many, right? No, it doesn't. But we've been coming into your earbuds for the last 50 weeks. And that is that's good. That's impressive. I like us doing that. Yeah, that seems that feels really, really cool. So we just wanted to say Thank you. We're almost at a year and we're going to do, we're going to hopefully do kind of like a big one year celebration, but we just yeah. want to say 50 is, is a solid number and we're so grateful to you guys for joining us for 50 episodes. And one of the new things we're doing, we're in the midst of doing right now because it's April, is we have started a, a book club. So this month we are reading the a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And you can get the link in the show notes or in our Facebook group or in our Instagram. There's plenty of places to go pick up this book or audiobook. But please join us in reading this book. In a few weeks, we're going to have an episode devoted exclusively to the book. And uh, we're excited to do something along with the listeners. It feels super cool to have this great community to uh, work alongside and learn alongside. And uh, we're super excited about the book club. Yeah, we are. So again, it's not too late to join us because we will be talking about it in a couple weeks. And it's a pretty easy read, but you can get it on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And we'll put the link in our show notes. So you can go to rockyourweddingbiz.com slash episode 50 to get that link. Um, But yeah, so we just wanted to mention those two things at the top of the episode before we dig in to today's topic, which is the difference between luxury and premium weddings. Right, Renee? Yes. So I wanted to talk about this topic. I've actually wanted to talk about this for a while, but it sort of never seemed the right time, or I guess in actuality, other topics seem to like rise to the top before this one. As you know, I'm friends with a lot of other wedding planners, a lot of other wedding pros. And, you know, I'm at these networking events and I'm hearing everyone talk about their goals for the year. And the thing that keeps coming up, the thing that I keep hearing, and I'm sure if you're listening and you're a wedding planner or wedding pro, you've heard this too. (laughs) I've heard this goal of people saying, well, I only want to do 10 weddings this year. 
Mm, yes. I want to do 10 weddings and get paid $10,000 for each wedding and then I'm good. <laughs> As if that's like, that's the goal, right? Right. I've heard it so many, I mean, I've heard it so many times and from people not even in my market. So there's this idea that like $100,000 of income, first of all, is like the goal, which God bless if that's your goal. My goal is more than that, but that's that's not my business. It's the idea that everyone, right, should be striving to be in this quote unquote luxury market. And the actuality, like the truth of that is that the luxury wedding market isn't that big. Right. And I just want to touch on this because we've talked about this briefly in past episodes. And, you know, I had a budget wedding, but I needed a wedding planner. I needed someone to help me out. Now, I hired her as, don't hate me, Renee, but as a day of coordinator. (laughs) That's okay. It was before you knew me. You didn't know. (laughs) And, but she definitely helped me out much more than the day of. So she did wedding management for me. And Mm -hmm. I did, I had a, we had a very, a very budget wedding, but I still needed help. So, you know, if everyone wants to work in the luxury market, what about the people like me who, Mm -hmm. you know, and most of the brides that are in my groups and who read my blogs, they're, they're just trying to have the best wedding they can on the smallest budget possible. Like that's sure that's reality. And so I am not shocked to hear you say that luxury weddings, uh, these $100,000 weddings are a very small percentage of wedding industry. So there has to be someone to serve the smaller weddings is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'll just be super transparent about my own wedding. So I got married back in 2013. I mean, we didn't really have a budget per se. Like we didn't, (laughs) it sounds so horrible. Like we just were trying to not spend a fortune, but we ended up spending around $85,000 on my wedding. Now, yeah. that's considered premium, right? So the premium range, and let's just start by saying, for, for everything we're going to say today, we're categorizing weddings by their budget and not the budget that the client comes to you with and says, I only have $20,000, the actual amount that was spent, right? Okay. And these uh, these guidelines I've taken from a website called Splendid Insights, uh, which is a fabulous, fabulous website, uh, which does uh, like yearly reports on a lot of different wedding styles. And and you can get you can buy a report that is, you know, economical wedding budgets, standard wedding bar- budgets, premium, luxury, ultra luxury. You know, you can buy a wedding report for just the west part of the United States or just the northeast. You can buy oh, one for Canada okay. or Australia. There's a wealth of knowledge on this site. OK, cool. This is where this is coming from. So Splendid Insights, we will link to it in the show notes. So for our purposes today, premium weddings, which is where most weddings live statistically, means a budget between $31,000 and $95,000. So my wedding in 2013 would be considered premium. Okay. And my wedding would also fall into that category. Great. Anything lower than $31,000, according to Splendid Insights, is called standard. So that's budgets between $11,000 and $30,000. Anything lower than than that uh, is called like an economical wedding or would be a, a very low budget wedding, depending on the market, right? Okay. But when we talk about luxury weddings, there's actually two categories of luxury. A luxury budget is anything between $96,000 and $500,000. <laughs> okay. There's a category above 500000 Do people spend that much on weddings? I'm pretty naive. Yes, there I guess. is. Wow. Yeah, okay. there is, baby. It's called ultra luxury. Okay. 
And that's anything between uh, anything. I'm sorry, over five hundred thousand dollars to millions. Ultra luxury. All right. So when you think about the wedding planners like Preston Bailey, uh, well, Preston's a designer, but Marcy Blum, Mindy Weiss, David Tutera, they're they're doing ultra luxury weddings. That's ultra, you guys. The top, top, top. The top, top, top. Like Mindy Weiss, when she goes to like Bulgaria to do a wedding in a castle, that's ultra luxury, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Most of us are never going to touch that market. Right. Right. But the luxury budget starts at $96,000. So depending on your market, that actually might not be possible for you. Right. So really, we should be spending our time and attention in cultivating our relationships with the premium market. Because statistically, that's where you're going to get the most benefit. And that's how you're going to run a sustainable business that makes money. Because if you're holding out for those 10 weddings where you're at $100,000 or more budget where you're getting $10,000, those might be few and far between. Right. And obviously, not everybody can serve the luxury market, which is a very small portion of the wedding industry. It's a very small portion. And let me tell you something else. According to Splendid Insights, with within that luxury uh, wedding budget, that ninety six to five hundred thousand, most of in that category are actually spending between a hundred thousand and two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, that's the highest percentage within the luxury budget, right? So, yes, you might get a wedding that has a million dollar budget. Sure, that might happen for you. That's like winning the lotto, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And the thing that I know about luxury weddings, because I've done a few, because I live in Los Angeles. (laughs) I was going to say, these numbers for big cities might not seem crazy. Yeah, no, they're not crazy. And I mean, on an average, most Moxie Bright clients are spending toward the high end of premium or the low end of luxury. So they're somewhere between like 80 and 100,000, $150,000. Like that's kind of where um, especially the weddings that I do that are like estate weddings or at a blank venue, like mm-hmm. it costs a lot more money to do those. Of course. Okay. Here's what I know about the, about the luxury wedding though, especially in my market, is that all the luxury weddings that I've done have come to me by personal referral. Oh, interesting. Because the people in that market and above, they don't care about wedding wire or the not, they're not going to uh, they're just not going to go to those mass market places to find someone to work with them. They're going to look at their friend who got married or they're going to ask the most stylish person they know or the most organized person they know who helped you plan your wedding. Okay. That makes sense. The luxury wedding market is a little bit, uh, it's kind of marketing proof, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter how many magazines you're in. It doesn't really matter how many blogs you've been on. You kind of have to know the right people. Okay. And I know that's a bummer for people listening who want to jump into the luxury market, but that has been my personal experience. And that is also what the statistics on Think Splendid, uh, Splendid Insights rather, uh, support. Let me ask you a question about the luxury weddings that you have done. Uh, Because we know that a lot of people, like you said, they want to enter the luxury market and do like 10 weddings a year. Like that's the dream, right? Sure. It's not easy to do those weddings, I'm assuming. No, (laughs) no. They're the hardest ones. They require the most attention. They typically logistically require the most, um, I, I wanted to say shenanigans, but that's not true. It's just they're very logistically complicated. Working with a luxury client 
Like you earn every single penny of that high paycheck. Right. No doubt. Every single penny. And I'm guessing that you have to have a huge team to help you. Huge team. Yeah, I'm doing an at-home wedding in a few weeks. Uh, and we have six people working that day. Yeah. So Because we have to. All of a sudden, that fee that you think you're getting to do these luxury weddings that you think is just going to go to your bank account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you excellent laughing? Point. You're laughing already. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an excellent point. Because you think, oh, I've got a $12,000 payday. It's like after taxes and labor and your employees and paying their employee taxes, uh, you know, you're not getting that, obviously. So... You also have to go into the luxury market with a different mindset because they they need and expect way different things from you. Right. So it sounds like, A, it's probably something that not everybody is cut out for. Yeah. Even if you really, like, that's your dream is to get into the luxury wedding market, but probably not everybody has the personality for it or the temperament for it. I would agree. And then also it sounds like it's not the fabulous moneymaker that everyone expects it to be. Uh, I think if you're exclusively doing luxury weddings, then that could be the case. And I think that's what people talk about when they talk about those. I want to do 10 weddings a year. But breaking into that market and staying only in that market is very difficult. It sounds that way. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Marcy Blum, who's one of my girl boss crushes and one of my she doesn't know I exist mentors. I've actually met her several times. She knows I exist, but she has no idea that I follow her so closely. Uh, Marcy Blum is a luxury wedding planner, like I said, in New York City. And she's ultra luxury. Like she's doing weddings for like kings and queens, like princess. You know what I mean? Like she's doing like weddings and castles. In wow. Yeah, I love her. She's the best. And that's not why I love her. I love her for other reasons, but I very much aspire to her level of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I want to talk about for a minute is that back in 2015, I attended a wedding conference called Oso oh Inspired up in Napa. Uh, it is a conference for luxury wedding planners. At the time that I was not a luxury wedding planner, it was a very aspirational decision to go. Um, and it was very expensive at the time. I remember thinking, what am I doing? This is a lot of money. But I went because I wanted to hear Marcy speak. And what Marcy spoke about was how to get into the luxury market. But the title of her talk was pretty deceptive because the, the meat of her discussion was there is nothing you can do to get into the luxury market. It is what you know. And she proceeded to give us a test, oh, like a 40-question test. And said, if you can't get every single one of these questions right, you have no business working in my market. Wow. And the questions, yeah, the questions were tough. The questions were things like, do you know what it means to fly the speakers? Do you know how to French a salad? Do you know what wine you would recommend with a Chateaubriand? I mean, the questions were, they, actually, none of them were, to, were really about weddings uh, specifically, but they were about the luxury lifestyle. Like hospitality. Hospitality, but also some of the questions were, you know, what was the closing, uh, what was the finale dress of the last Armani runway show? <laughs> right, which sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Her point is, these are things your client already knows. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm laughing just because I I don't know the answers to any of those four questions you right. just rattled off. So I, it's not my market. Yeah, I knew the answers to some of them. I didn't know the answers to all of them, especially the fashion. I was like, oh, fashion, what? Uh, but her point was, your clients already know these things, and they didn't have to study them. They just know. It's just their world. Right. So if you don't know them, 
then you have no business. If you don't, if you can't speak intelligently about food, about wine, about culture, about fashion, about art, go to museums, educate yourself. If you can't live in that world, then you're an imposter. They don't want you there. Yeah. So you have to be part of that world, like Ariel would say. Exactly. And it's not just about carrying a fancy handbag. Yeah. Because they can also tell which ones are fake. P.S. Wow. Burn. Interesting. This is so interesting. Okay. I have a question about the premium market. Yeah. This is obviously where most, the majority of weddings live in that approximately 30,000 to 95,000. Yes. Range. Why do you think most planners, or maybe, maybe it's not most planners, but why do you think so many planners aspire to get out of the premium market and go right to the luxury market. It feels like there's a lot of money to be made to serving the premium market. I agree that there is a lot of money to be made. I think what happens is it starts feeling really hard. Okay. And I don't I don't discount that, right? I think so many, I don't think, I know, so many wedding professionals aren't charging what they need to charge to stay afloat. So what's happening is they're trying to work on volume. I did it too, right? My second year, I did 32 weddings like a complete lunatic and I was running around and I was sick all the time. I mean, you know, you remember me that year. I was like, a, I was like, a, I remember that year. I was like a zombie. And then I realized, oh, I can raise my prices and not have to kill myself, right? But that comes with education. That comes with confidence. That comes with learning how to sell. That comes with, you have to like really, really, really educate yourself and get up your arsenal, of, of education and confidence to be able to elevate yourself in that way within still within that premium market, right? I think what ends up happening is that it seems like the luxury market is going to be easier, right? Doing 10 weddings a year sounds like a vacation when you're doing 32, right? When you're doing 10 weddings a year for people who expect that they're probably your only client, which can't be true, right? But they want it to be. With the premium market, I think there's a little more understanding that like, okay, you run a business, there are many of you. But I just think it's easier, especially if you're struggling in the premium market or hell, even in the standard market to think, well, one day when I'm in luxury, it's going to get easier. It's not. The problems just change. Right. I was reading this article on brides.com, which we will link to. The article is called, Here's How Much the Average Wedding in 2018 Cost and Who Paid? Now, I know uh, wedding pros who are listening have probably also come across that horrible, horrible stats that the, that the Knot puts out and Wedding Wire put out that say, like, the average American wedding costs $20,000, which everyone <laughs> in any major city just laughs, right? Because, yeah. exactly, there's no way that that is true. This article from Brides is much more accurate. It actually says that... Um, Back in 2017, the average cost was 27000 But in 2018, that number increased to more than 44000 Wow, that's a big jump. What What do you think happened? I don't know. What the article says is that in, instead of pointing to like one aspect that has jumped, basically they're spending more across the board, like even f as far back as the engagement ring. Oh. The, sh the actual cost in every category shot up. Interesting. And I don't know why. It doesn't really give us an answer why. But it does say that most of them have gone over budget, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that happens. I think I could probably say 80% of all weddings go over budget. A lot more people are getting their parents involved in the paying. And that number increased from 2017. Really? So I figured that number would continuously go down. Apparently not. And I think it might have something to do with the way this generation has been parented. Okay. 
perhaps. I don't want to get into the whole philosophical thing about parenting because God knows I'm not a parent. But I think we can see possibly a correlation between the way, you know, the helicopter parenting of this generation and how it correlates to who's paying for the wedding. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because for our wedding, we paid for most of it ourselves. We did have some help from both families. But I just feel like when I talk to the brides in my groups and who read my blog, generally they're paying for most of it themselves. I feel like with my couples, um, it's a little split. Like I have a lot of family involvement, to be honest, with most of my couples. And in my own wedding, I mean, I don't think Joe and I ever sat down to figure out the exact uh, difference. Mm -hmm. My father paid for a lot of my wedding. And then Joe and I also say we paid for a lot of our wedding. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot to pay for. We had a pretty big wedding. But um, so we kind of, I I think it probably wasn't super equal, but we both spent a a good amount. And I see with my clients, it's most people have some family help, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Sure. Yeah. It's just interesting to me that that statistic would go up instead of down. Interesting. Interesting to me as well. Right. But good to know. I mean, the other thing, too, is like for all my wedding planners who are listening, I know there tends to be a a lot of resistance to working with parents or working with families. Um, I I specifically don't have that resistance. In fact, this wedding, this big wedding we're doing in a a few weeks, it has been a family affair from day one. Like at the very first meeting, the bride brought brought her mom, who's Mm -hmm. lovely. And now we're just all like, I'm going to be very sad to see them married because I'm like, I kind of love you guys. Will you adopt me? But uh, I think we have to consider that if more parents are paying, more parents are going to be involved. So maybe the next few years is going to look like more full family involvement for all the wedding pros and how to adjust yourself to get used to that, you know? Yeah, definitely a good point and something for everyone to think about. Yeah, there's some interesting stats too in the um, in this uh, Splendid Insights report for luxury weddings for last year. So we're again, we're talking, this is about the market of 96000 to uh, $500,000, right? So this is the, asp- I think for most people, the aspirational budget frame. Right. And a lot of it that is really interesting. So they asked, um, they asked some questions that I loved. How did you find the wedding professional you hired? said recommendations from friends and family offline. There you go. There it is. Uh, 9% said add on a wedding blog or website. 4%. 4% said paid vendor directory. So that's like the not wedding wire. Yeah. 4%, right? Right. I mean, that's just like, just sit with that for a sec, right? (laughs) To be like, oh, man. Well, you know, we've talked about this before. I mean, not even with the luxury uh, market, but most of your referrals come from word of mouth. They don't come from any advertising you do, right? Yeah, like 95%. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we did uh, an episode that focused on uh, referrals a while back, and I think it's it's just showing that word of mouth is way more important than spending money on any of these websites. And, you know... As a blogger, and I have a lot of wedding blogger friends who have vendor guides, and so I, you know, I don't want to upset any of them, but yeah, but it really is going more to word of mouth than just looking in a magazine or looking on a website. Another question is when hiring wedding pros, how important is it for them to be active on social media? 32% said it matters, but not a priority. And that's the highest, uh, that's the highest one. So this is the luxury market, though. Sure. This is not yes. the premium market. The luxury market, they're not so moved by 
influencers or things you put on social. They really just want to know you as a human and they want to know that someone else has worked with you successfully and loves you. Right. So, and I know this is frustrating to listen to, right? Because everyone wants the magic bullet of like, oh, I just have to advertise with this one magazine and then I'll get luxury clients. And unfortunately, none of it is that easy. You really have to cultivate all of your current relationships, right? And get that great word of mouth going. And then honestly, if you want to get into the luxury market, it's just about educating yourself to a completely different lifestyle, perhaps, I'm assuming, than the one you're in now. Right. Perhaps. You know, as I'm not a wedding vendor, this is all just kind of like, I hear these buzzwords, luxury wedding and premium wedding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to hear that the luxury wedding is just such a different industry (laughs) than what what I would consider the regular wedding industry. Um, sure. Just all those examples you mentioned about uh, having to know certain things and, you know, having to actually kind of live this lifestyle, even though you might not necessarily have the bank account to reflect it. Um, right. It take it sounds like it just takes a lot of commitment to get there. Well, and also let's talk about authenticity, right? Right. I feel like if you are aspiring to that market, but none of it comes really authentically to you then they're going to see that, right? And that's when you have to think like, is it really worth it to buy a car you can't afford? Or you know what I mean? All these other things that you feel like you must do. It's like, is that really worth it? If authentically, this is not doesn't align with your values, you know? Also, you have to consider that. Yeah, we don't want anyone to go into debt in order to try to uh, aspire to be something that they're not. Right. And this is not to say like, if you want a Mercedes, you go out and work for that Mercedes. God bless. I'm happy for you. Yeah. But we're talking, I'm talking about the, um, you know, like the social climbers, the reachers, you see that in media, you see those people, the people surrounding the Kardashians, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, if it's not authentic, they can see it. They can, they can see it, they can feel it and they know it. So not that I'm saying I don't want anyone to aspire. I'm just saying that there's plenty of money and plenty of satisfaction to be made in the premium market, for sure. Yeah. You can run a really healthy business for for your life, just capitalizing and working with and knowing and loving that premium market. Right. You know, and you can stay on the upper end of the premium market if you want. That's what I do. Right. Or try to do at, at very least. Like, I really can't work with a budget less than 50,000 in LA. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So if someone comes to me with a very small budget, like I've said this in other episodes, like we have to have a discussion that's like, okay, I don't like that budget can't even afford a venue here. So let's have a real conversation. But the premium market, I don't think is getting enough love. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode, because again, there's just so much more business in the premium market. Let's just, let me just say again, only 5% of weddings are considered ultra luxury and only 10% are considered luxury. Now, 10% still of the millions of weddings going on. That's still a lot of weddings. But statistically, like you said, who's going to work with all those other couples? They need help too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and like you said, both you and I were in the premium wedding category and someone had to help us. So (laughs) yeah, I had a great wedding planner in Philadelphia. Me too. Love her. So my encouragement for everyone listening who aspires to the luxury market is to just get that education and get yourself ready, get your mindset ready and get your knowledge up to date. Because just putting, you know, just saying I'm a luxury wedding planner on your website is not going to get you luxury clients. Right, right. That's a good takeaway. In fact, anytime I see someone say on their website that they're a luxury planner, I immediately think that they're lying. 
Wow, really? Yeah, luxury wedding planners don't call themselves luxury wedding planners. You can go to Marcy Blum's website. Nowhere on there does she say, I'm a luxury wedding planner. Very good point. Yeah, when you're doing it, you don't have to say you're doing it. Everyone I know that does celebrity events doesn't say they produce celebrity events. David Tutera doesn't not call himself a celebrity wedding planner. Other people call him that. Right. It's like in my industry when bloggers call themselves influencers. And it's like, no, you can't label yourself an influencer. Someone else has to do that for you. Like, I hate when I'm on Twitter and the Twitter bio says influencer. I'm like, that's not a job title. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think there's a lot. I mean, listen, I'm always here for encouragement and to inspire people and and hopefully lift everyone up. And so I do believe in like, you know, calling yourself you know, an aspirational thing. I'm not trying to say like, don't ever call yourself luxury. But there is something to be said for as soon as you call yourself luxury, it makes me doubt it. It makes me go, really? You're probably not. And also putting the word luxury in your this is complete. This is a complete tangent, but I want to say it because we're on the word luxury. Putting the word luxury into your brand as like luxury, uh, luxury photography, right? Like that's maybe that's your business name. Millennials can't stand that word luxury. Because it sounds wow, like something really? their parents do. Mm-hmm. There's an article about it, and I will post to it in the show notes. But I read it a few years ago, and it really st- it stuck with me. Because I think for my generation, luxury is like, ooh, ooh la la, luxury. And for them, they think luxury equals wasteful and um, you know anti-environment and capitalism and all the things that they don't want. Interesting. It's almost like it's a little bit uh, too bougie for them. Yes. I mean, I'm always here to be bougie. You know me, but <laughs> the millennials don't. The millennials don't love it as much as as we do. So, and who knows what Gen Z is going to uh, shine on to as far as words go? But luxury right now, if it's in your branding, maybe take it out, and you know, show the luxury in your work. That's the thing. Show us. Don't tell us what you're doing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So to recap. <laughs> Because I feel like we t- we covered a lot of ground today. A lot happening today. So the different categories of the weddings are based by the budget. We've got premium, luxury, ultra luxury. Most people aspire to luxury or ultra luxury. Most people are going to make most of their money in the premium market. So why not just embrace the premium market? Out of all the weddings we've got per year, only 5% are ultra and only 10% are luxury. So aspire, of course you know, also be realistic about where your business is coming from and what your market can support. Yes. And if you really do aspire to that luxury market, then you also have to educate yourself on the luxury lifestyle. Which I, that's news to me. So that's really interesting. Very interesting. And you know, when in doubt, always those personal referrals are going to go so much further than an expensive listing on one of those, you know, websites like The Knot or Wedding Wire. Yeah. So up the networking game. Up your networking game. Oh, man. We should do an episode about networking soon. We did one, but we I think we need another. Oh, we've had, you know, 50 episodes. So it's time to start kind of digging back into some of those earlier topics and, and going a little deeper. Well, this was a really great episode. I hope that people got a lot from it. Um, I know that I learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to look at the term luxury wedding in a new way now. So, uh, you know, for anyone who has further questions on this, please join us in our Facebook group, Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders. And we are here again to educate 
to help you grow, help you dream bigger and aspire to higher things. But we also, you know, we want to be realistic. So please come and chat with us and we will give you the most honest answers that we can. And uh, because we are on episode 50 and, you know, we are always open to your episode ideas, but even more so now, we would love to hear from you in our Facebook group um, for any future episode topics you would like us to tackle or any of uh, your favorite topics that we've tackled in the past. We want to hear from you guys and we want to get to know what you uh, need and want a little bit more. So please join us in our Facebook group and then please join us in our book club endeavor, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. We've got links all over the place. You can buy that book and join us in a few weeks right here on the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast for our first book club episode. Yay. So excited. But for now, thank you so much for joining us this week and we will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.